<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. Oh, my friend, it's been a bit of a, a sad day, hasn't it? It has been kind of turbulent, that's for sure. Yeah, so uh, for those of you who uh, are not in the industry and don't already know, because if you're in the industry, it's pretty hard to miss... We were just notified last evening um, that our good friend and uh, just amazing person, Dana Lukadu, has passed away. Now, we if anyone's been listening to the show for a long, long time, um, you will have noted we've mentioned her. She's even been on the show. Uh, she's a fa- She was a fantastic SEO and just, well, wonderful person. Good friend. Yeah. And we, we uh, you know, we had, you know, some fun times, too. I think uh, one of our episodes, we, we counted her in on a on one of her intervals, because she used to listen to us while she was riding her bike. And it was a, a good laugh. She got a good laugh out of yeah. it. And I, and I can tell you, you posted a picture on Facebook today of the three of us uh, at a conference in San Jose. And I could that was probably, I've been going to conferences since like 2006. And that, that evening with you and I and Dana sitting up on that rooftop, um, smoking cigars and just talking, it was probably one of my favorite memories from conferences ever. So she, she's going to be missed. Yeah, really will be. And, you know, I, I got to the point where I could call her if I had a question or, um, you know, she knew everyone could get along with anyone. Um, uh, I certainly can never, could never have claimed that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was always helpful to get her insights on things and, and different issues. And I, I just, I'm, yeah, it's, it's. A massive loss, and uh, yeah, we're I, I, and all I can say is I hope that you know she's she's been having a rough time the past couple of years after her bike accident, and hopefully she's she's feeling better and she's in a good space now and she's past all that pain. Yeah, exactly, and that's uh, actually I kind of n- noted just like last week when I was reading up to see because I hadn't seen any posts from her in a in a private forum that was on Facebook for for friends. Um, that she hadn't posted in a long time, and it made me really worried that something had, you know, gone wrong. Um, and part of me thought that, you know, if she was still in that much pain, if not worse, you know, it, I didn't want her to have to live like that forever. I, I couldn't even fathom it. Exactly. Uh, anyway, she deserved to be on her bike. And now she is somewhere. Yep. So, 
Um, anyway, uh, we had to we had to give her a bit of a uh, a moment on the show. Yeah. And and, uh, and she she is a moder- she she was a moderator on a Google Plus community, and she will continue to be for as long as it exists. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So uh, with that said, um, let's uh, see if we can jump into some news here. Um, so. It seems odd to jump in. <laughs> after all that I video. know. <laughs> um, Bing. Uh, let's start with something silly. Um, Bing is dropping Link Explorer. Now, I don't know. Did you ever even use it, John? I when I'm, it first came out, I did. I, I, I'm actually trying to remember what it is. <laughs> um, I, I, the name's familiar, but I can't remember what it is. It's been a long time. Apparently, it was their answer to Site Explorer when Yahoo shut it down. Okay. So I guess it did essentially the same thing, um, but obviously we're very well informed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, for, so for anybody out there still using it, sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and needless to say, uh, it, it, there's very few people that are that sad about it. Um, there's a lot of uh, uh, was it Dwayne Forrester who's back to being uh, head dude there at the their their. Uh, I want to call it Webmaster Central. Is that what they call it now? Um, maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm get, it's Webmaster Tools and yes, Webmaster Central. Okay. <laughs> um, that, that, that whole the whole search console thing just completely throws me off. It does. It does. Yeah. Anyway, oh, well, I know you're talking, but I don't, I don't want to forget. Who is the listener that sent you the email with the? Uh, there's somebody sent an email that basically has a plugin for Chrome that just basically changes it from Google Search Console to Google Webmaster Tools again. And I, I, I love that guy. Whoever he is, Marcus, thank you, thank Marcus you, Mark. Got to give him a shout out. That was awesome. Really, really cool. And and you know he wanted it so bad to get to, to John that he even emailed me directly, and I'm so glad he did. Thank you, Marcus. <laughs> I did see it, and I feel bad because I was like, oh, I never got around to passing it along. Well, part of me kind of hoped John would be on the forum, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I get there occasionally now. He even I need called to get back out, more often. You know, said, hey, at John Garcut. <laughs> I got I got to get back there. I'm just so busy. You know how it is. <laughs> well, and also. I hate to say it, but as much as I love our community, and uh, I'm so, I hope that doesn't go anywhere, that functionality, Google Plus is it's shooting itself in the foot. I, I can't get over people who I knew who were, or know, who are, were complete fanatics about it, who are now distancing themselves from it and finding other platforms because they just don't feel Google's got their heart behind it anymore, and it, it does seem that way. Yeah, it really does. It's a shame. There's some good stuff happening there that just kind of seems to be going by the wayside. It does, yeah. And there's it. it anyway, uh, Google, they, just, <laughs> they give up on things. And well, first of all, a little rant here. They they seem to let all the nerds control the design. They they don't get enough input from the average user. And then they wonder why people don't adopt it because it's so freaking complicated, or just not intuitive. And then they try and make it better, but all they do is add more functionality, which doesn't make it any easier. I'm, mostly I'm speaking of Hangouts here. A lot of people just abandoned it because they just couldn't 
grasp it. Or the ones who did were so frustrated because they couldn't teach anyone else. That's that's me here. I just couldn't believe how hard it was to get people on those things. Well, I can tell you Google Hangouts is still better than some of the options because I know, and hate to call it out because we used it here to record the show, but we started using Skype at work for a, a lot of our online meetings, and it's just the most horrendous thing I've ever tried to use for that. I mean, Skype for these kind of conversations and recording and talking to people in one-on-one is great, but if you're trying to get multiple people People to all connect on Skype through their business section. It's just a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's true. I, I've been using Join.me. I'm kind of like that. Um, yep. That's been we, we, pretty good. I've used that. Yeah, that's pretty good. I've used that too. Um, the free conference systems are okay, but uh, anyway, we're off track here. It, it, but <laughs> I have experienced some iffiness with those as well. But mm-hmm. free is free. <laughs> all right, what's next here? Um, Mr. Bueller actually has a lot of things on our list today. He's been pretty, uh, he's been very talkative the past week or so. <laughs> um, I didn't put this one. You, you said oh, he's right. got yeah, something about explaining how to remove emails from search. Yeah. So apparently, you know, being Google, they, they do a lot of digging and when they're indexing a site and sometimes they get places where you don't necessarily want them to be, that maybe you didn't do a good job of blocking. And if, they happen to find some areas where your emails are that you did not want shared and it's indexed and now online and easy to find. He explains how you can have it removed. And, and this is an article on Search Engine Roundtable, so seroundtable.com, another great one from Barry. And uh, John, he just he explains how um, essentially you can find the root, let's say it's uh, a subdirectory of your site where this exists, these, let's say, posts or, or different places, and perhaps that's all that's in that subdirectory. In the example he provided, that's what was the case. And he said, uh, you know, um, you can enter that into the, the URL removal tool within Google Webmaster Tools, and, uh, and and you can have it removed. And then you just say all content other under this subdirectory or subpage, and it will remove it. Um, but only if you've also blocked it in robots.txt. It's the only reliable way of ensuring it remains blocked and removed. Now is, it, now, is it just removing the email or all the content? The content. So, yeah. Right. So that's been that's been something you can do. You can remove those pages for years now exactly. in Webmaster Tools. It's just now saying if you have an email, you have to remove the page content. Yeah, this seems, is a use case. That's really what yeah. It seems kind of harsh to me. I mean, I, I would just go in and take my email off the page and then resubmit the page. Yeah. Well, he must have run into the into the issue and thought it was a, a decent little post. And it's not bad. I mean, it's inter- it's interesting, and I think it was probably a good way to remind people too of the functionality at all. I mean, really, not many people even think about it. I thankfully don't have to use it all that much. <laughs> so yeah. it, was well, I, it is it's actually a good thing to know about because a lot of times when you end up having technical issues that cause duplicate content on your site or you realize, oh, I need to block this section of my site with robots.txt for whatever reason it happens to be, but it already was indexed, just blocking with robot.txt doesn't get it removed from the index, right? It won't, it won't crawl it anymore, um, but you actually have to go into Webmaster Tools and now that you've blocked the robot text and ask for it to be removed. Right. So it's a yeah. good tool. It's, it's, it's a good tool to know about. And, and, and again, a good reminder for everyone who, and, and those that may not even have known about it, um, it'll certainly lead to a few ahas, I bet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
Right, let's do one piece more news before we uh, jump to another break here. So. All right. So Google, this this to me is common sense, and it, but they actually is one of those things where they finally come out and said it. But it seems like it's something <laughs> that I've thought of all along. But apparently Google has wrote a blog post specifically about this. They said repeat spam offenders are going to see harsher penalties, harsher penalties, which basically means if you have a have a penalty, a manual penalty, say you had a manual manual penalty for link issues, and you went through and you fixed it and you did a reinclusion request and you got back in the index. If you do it again, if you do something that's going to get you another manual penalty, it will be much, much harder to have a successful re-inclusion request if you fix it again, right? So it's one of those things where my first thought is duh but at the same time <laughs> the same time if you're not if you're a repeat offender and they said very specifically it's whether you it's an intentional or not, but if it looks like it's an intentional issue, it's even harder. There so, you go. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't if you do, do it, it by if you do it. Well, yeah, tough. Yeah, and if you do it by mistake the first time, they understand. They give you a pass. They say, fix it, we'll let you go. If you keep doing it, then they're going to question, fool me once, fool me twice kind of thing. Yep. Well, Google, at least you're being blunt. Um, Which is good. Yes, that's always a good thing, uh, I think. Okay, well, let's take a quick break. and we come back, uh, we're going to jump into some uh, mobile news. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Creating a website is not an easy task, and there are so many companies to choose from. How do I know which one is best? It's a big jump making your site mobile-friendly, generating sales, and answering questions with no struggles. If you want to come out on top, you need Frog on Top. At Frog on Top, we take the time to make your site generate money, not just look good. Our team of experts are WordPress savvy, and our customer service is leaps ahead. See why we say our websites are designed better by leaps and bounds by going to frogontop.com. Frog on Top, your one-stop solution for the web. Frogontop.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. The mobile-only index update. 
Not yet. It's not here yet. So, in other words, the mobile index. We've talked about it before, the dream index here. Well, it is a dream. It's not there yet. There's still only one. I think it was it was advanced MX it was advanced SMX last year where they said they were working on it. They said they had a team. They're working on doing a separate index for mobile content versus desktop content. And we're like, oh, that could be interesting. That's going to change the game, and it really will when it happens. Um, someone asked uh, just this week. I think it was um, Gary Isles. If if you could separate those reports yet, and he said, well, that wouldn't be too good because we don't have a mobile index yet. <laughs> so basically, says he says it's not there yet. He didn't say they're not working on it anymore. So I still think they're working on it. It's just not done yet. Yeah. So, and, and hell, who knows? I mean, it's a fluid organization. Maybe they get to the point where they decide that they can easily just have a single index. Um, who knows, right? Very true. And or they could build it and turn it off in, in two weeks. You know, you know, it could be one of those, uh, um, what's the, what am I thinking of? Authorship kind of things where they do it, it doesn't work, and they get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's your favorite topic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Now, the Google search queries report. Yes. So, I guess if you listen to the show, it was either last show or the show before, Google finally updated everybody to the new search analytics inside of uh, Webmaster Tools instead of the search queries report. But there was a sneaky way you could still see that search queries report if you just had to look at it the old way. There's like a back door to it. Apparently, even with the back door, they're going to turn it off completely now. Actually, it was turned off as of the 16th. Um, so, yeah, uh, last week. the people. Yeah, last Wednesday is shut down. So you have to use search analytics now. But I personally, like we said last time, I like that better anyway. Yeah, it is. And, and I think it forces you to think a little better, a little a little more uh, strategically when you're trying to find the content and do the digging. Uh, I think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> now, not all SEO advice is good advice. Well, there's a there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's a no-brainer, but this is uh, interesting. We should we should make T-shirts with the SEO one one hundred one logo on it that says that. <laughs> what? No, all not all SEO one hundred one advice is good. No, <laughs> no, no, just not all SEO advice is good advice unless you hear it on SEO one hundred one. There you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, we got a whole slew of T-shirts to make anyway. Yeah. So apparently someone asked, again, this is a, John Mueller's on a roll today. John Mueller, basically, someone asked him, they said, a while ago, my SEO firm told me that I should remove the links to my products from the articles on my site. So basically, they were publishing articles on their site. Then within those articles, they would link to the products they were selling on their site. And this SEO firm told him that is over-optimization, and you'll get in trouble for that. And he asked John Mueller, and he said, is this true? And John Mueller's like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> basically, to paraphrase, he's like, no, we understand that if there's a product that's related to what you're talking about in that article, feel free to link to it. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. I, you know, my, me personally, I'd say if, if you have products that are not related to the content, don't link to them. That's going to be a little fishy. But if it's related to the article, of course, link to it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, pretty, but that no brainer. <laughs> but, but but that makes me think, right? Because we talk we talk about this all the time. We just joked about it. Now there's so much advice out there on SEO. And there's so many firms that say we are professional SEOs that are just doing crap. 
They don't, they, they know little pieces of what's going on, but not the big picture. They read an article from someone who's got something wrong and they put it into their processes. It's, it's, it's getting worse. I mean, this has always been a problem in this industry. I thought it would get better over time, but I'm not seeing it. I'm, I'm not mm. seeing us, us gel as far as an industry and as far as what's best practices and whatnot. And uh, it's just, it's frustrating. It really is. It is. And I don't see it ever happening, quite frankly. It's just too international. There's too many egos um, and, and too many different opinions on how things are done. Um, uh, many wrong, many right. It's it's a mess. Um, right. So, and I think I really think that goes to the article that we have sitting in our bullpen. Talk. We have a little list of bullpen topics if we don't have anything to talk about. And one of it is something I want to do. It's applying Carl Sagan's rules for critical thinking to SEO. And I think if based on what you just said, it, it, that would make a lot of sense because there's some of those things in there. If you apply those rules to some of the things people say, you go what? It's <laughs> It's uh, it's very interesting. I, I'm just I'm just ranting. I'm sorry. No, hey, rants are, are always welcome on our show. Yes. Otherwise, I wouldn't have anything to talk about. Um, <laughs> so, Google only submits forms to find content. Now, this is interesting because um, uh, over the years, Google's gotten a hell of a lot more complicated and more uh, you know uh, sophisticated in how it indexes content, and. For, for the longest time, if they ran into a form, uh, let's say the form is what delivered a particular amount of content or key content of a website, that content wasn't found. Unless there was another way in, there was just no way for Google to see it. Well, Google will enter information into forms. That's happened for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the question kind of became around to, well, what, you know, what use situations, when will Google do it, and what are they looking for? Um, and really, they're just doing it to find content. I mean, again, we're, we're hitting some no-brainers out of the park today. But yeah. <laughs> uh, again, these are just questions that Google's not get. Let's talk about why they would submit a form. So there's lots of different way, ways. and. Re- if you've got a passion for pumpkin, you've got to get to Dunkin' and pick these up. Our new pumpkin cream cold brew. Smooth, bold cold brew topped with velvety pumpkin cream cold foam. And our delicious pumpkin spice signature latte. Rich espresso topped with whipped cream, caramel drizzle, and cinnamon sugar and our perfectly pumpkin donuts munchkins treats pumpkin muffins and more that's how we pumpkin at duncan pick your pumpkin at duncan like our new pumpkin cream cold brew pumpkin spice signature latte and our perfectly pumpkin treats america runs on duncan price and participation may vary limited time offer exclusions apply reasons to have a form on your website the most common that everybody's used to is there someone's asking you for information you fill out your name your email and address and you hit the button and you get added to a list or you can download something it's not really those kind of forms that we're talking about in this particular case. Forms can also be used as a, as a way to um, pull something from a database or as part of navigation. Mm-hmm. And if that's the, I think that's more where this falls in line. If if you have a form and you go to the you go to this page and it has a drop down that says which state are you looking at and you pick your state and then it shows you the content around that state because it pulled it from a database. That's where this comes into play. If there was no content there to begin with and Google will start selecting those states in that form and find the content for them. Yeah. So 
In other words, uh, in this example, if you're if you're too lazy to have uh, GOIP tracking and you just want them to, it's <laughs> <laughs> so like where they're from from a little drop down. There you go. This, this is this is 101, Ross. Yes. Now, now you have to explain GOIP tracking. Yes, yes. So when you go to a website, it generally uh, has uh, general again, and this sometimes is really really bad, um, but it 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 tries to figure out where you're coming from. And based on your region in the world, it will determine the content on the page. That's when GOIP tracking is 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 being used, um, yeah. and it's it's far from accurate most of the time. I find, but it's it's mm-hmm. well, I guess not most of the time. I'd say most of the time it is good. I just had a lot of bad experiences lately. <laughs> <laughs> and something something. The first question I'm sure some of you are asking: Well, isn't that cloaking if you're showing different content based on those kind of parameters? Not necessarily. I mean, Google will do GIP tracking itself. There are different types of uh, methodologies to show different content based on things, and GIP tracking is usually okay in the eyes of Google. If you're looking at IP addresses or um, requesters, if you're looking at, okay, if this is coming from Googlebot, I'll show this. If it's coming from a browser, I'll show this. That's definitely cloaking. But looking at geos, you're usually pretty fine showing different content based on location. Yeah, and, and really, you can get into some serious gray area when it comes to that, too, although it was ancient times for me. But when I was doing that uh, consulting for Time Inc., I always remember how they sort of had the, that inside track with Google. Um, and it, if it came to anything like this, yeah, for good reason, they've got a lot of freaking content, um, mm-hmm. they they would be able to call and say, look, you know, we have this content, we want to open it up. Let's say it was... Um, Letting people into or letting Google only into content that's normally behind a pay paywall. Um, well, that's technically cloaking, right? Um, uh, you know, yes, it depends on how you do it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And in that case, they had to uh, um, explain themselves, and it worked out. But yeah, <laughs> the average person can't do that, so you have to yeah. be really careful. Really, really great. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Well, let's take a quick break and we come back. I've uh, got a few more pieces of news to share with you. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. 
Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis, SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Finding links to improve your rankings in the search engines is time-consuming and frustrating for many of us. The Hoth is the go-to company to help lighten your link-building load. Their white-label SEO was made specifically for agencies, in-house SEOs, and affiliates. The Hoth also offers high-quality custom local citation building to improve search rankings in Google's maps and localized results. Providing fulfillment for some of the largest SEO companies in the world, The Hoth offers link and citation building services you can trust. Get $20 in link building or citation building credits free by going to thehoth.com slash radio. T-H-E-H-O-T-H dot com slash radio. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. All right, well, I've got a new phone now. Oh, you do have a new phone. Yes, I got it yesterday. The Samsung S6. I've, nice. First time I've ever bought a mainstream phone, like really mainstream. Usually I get the niche ones like the Nexus and stuff that you can barely even find a case for. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's a bit annoying. But now I've got like every toy known to man available for this thing, which is kind of fun. Uh, kind of a taste of the iPhone world in that sense. Everything's made for either iPhone or Samsung, it seems. Now I just need to get the 3D headset. What's a 3D headset? Uh, Samsung Gear 3D. Um, it's, they've they partnered up with Oculus to make a 3D headset that your your phone literally clips into, and is the screen. That's okay. Kind of like Google oh. Cardboard. Oh, all right. Yeah, except this one's much fancier. It's got like a trackpad. You can sync up with your gamepad. No, a whole bunch of stuff. Anyway, you'll have to give us a review. Well, I will, and it's from a marketing perspective, so I'll make sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Unless people in the Facebook community want to do like giant posts saying, no! Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Which John will not get behind. Oh, I'm going to start it. I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, so, what kind of uh, ordeals have you been facing lately? Anything interesting with uh, SEO? Um. I guess nothing out of the ordinary. Just kind of the same old stuff over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been I've been really working hard on um, rebuilding our audit process, so I've had my head down in the in the weeds in that. And it's really interesting the way things have changed over the years as far as how audits go and what people think about it. So here's the question: you, I was thinking about this. I was driving back. I was traveling this week. I was driving back from Syracuse, and I was thinking. How important is an audit to the SEO process these days? I think it's more important than it's ever been, but I'm seeing more and more 
SEO offerings and people saying they're doing SEO and they, they offer templated SEO solutions as opposed to really digging in and understanding what the particular needs of that site is. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's really made me think a lot about how these audits work, what their goals are, what do you use them for when you're done with them, what do you do with all that information? And so that's where my head's been at, at least. I found a couple of interesting things to, to add to an audit that I haven't done before. Um, I got one from um, Annie um, Cushing, who does Analytics, puts out this um, spreadsheet of a really good walkthrough of how to do an audit of a site. And I, I downloaded a number of these as I was doing mine just to so I didn't forget things and see if there's other new things that I hadn't realized. And she had one that was really interesting to me, um, tied to the XML sitemap file, right? And it made a ton of sense when I thought about it is if you're doing, if you're, if you're auditing somebody's site and they have an XML sitemap, most audits today say, oh yeah, they have one done, right? What about looking at the things that are in that that particular XML file? Do you check to make sure none of those those uh, links in that XML file are pointing to 404 errors, or if there's duplication inside of that? What how are, what do you do about duplication? There's some interesting things. Is the deeper you dig um, into this XML sitemap thing, the the more interesting kind of things you can figure out about how it's actually impacting your site. Hmm. Um, things like that. That's what I've been dealing what with she recently. Used to do that with is there a tool that she recommends? Because that can be. <laughs> Pretty intense to see. Yeah, least. it could be, and I don't have it in front oh. of me. I'll, I'll look. I'll look for it. But a site uh, map, re, like audit. Uh, no, actually, actually, it's <laughs> it, actually there's a tool, and I remember now. It's a uh, Screaming Frog Spider. You can feed your sitemap into Screaming Frog Spider, and it uh, will go right. crawl all those links and tell you what the, res- the the response codes are, so you can see if they're 404s or whatever. And then you can sort them in Screaming Frog. I'm actually in this process. I'm really, really digging into the capabilities of Screaming Frog. Um, some of the custom capabilities, as far as being able to, to to look for pieces of code on a page on the site, so you crawl the site. This is a good example too. You can use Screaming Screaming Frog, and you put your Google Analytics code snippet in there, and you can use a custom filter, and you can look to see if there's any pages on your site that don't have your analytics code on them to make sure all the pages of your site have analytics code on them. Mm-hmm. Simple things like that. Screaming Frog is becoming a, a much bigger piece of my arsenal than it was, say, last year. Absolutely. Yeah, no, and yeah, version 5 was uh, quite an improvement, the one that just came out that hadn't yeah. included that. Of course, that was in the last one too, but yeah, they've yeah. done a lot of stuff. Um, Interesting. Audits, you know, one of the things that, that I'm dealing with, and it's it kind of jives with that, and this is where I'm faced with, is working with another company who is trying to offer the lowest cost SEO for mm-hmm. a niche, which gives me the shivers. But the, the, the fact is, it, it, there's a market for that, and, and, and they want to make sure they're doing it the best way they possibly can. So they've asked me to help out and create... Um, a checklist of sorts for their offshore team to go through when they're doing audits, or uh-huh. not audits, but to uh, when they're doing optimization. So in a sense, I'm taking an audit and then I'm converting it into a checklist that they can use um, in terms of making sure that different pages and, and different elements are, are optimized. It's been interesting, uh, mostly because you can't just create one big list. You have to break them up, you know, um, uh, pre uh pre-optimization or, or site-wide optimization, page-based optimization, um, l- launch or pre-launch optimization, launch optimization. <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. some of these aren't just not optimization. I just call it that. I mean, in many cases, it's just going through checklists, making sure that, you know, you've got the 301 redirects in. You've, you've got all these different things in place. You've tested everything. 
Um, and, yeah. and it's interesting. And, and what, I, what I was, I think, most proud of is I realized I've got some really good checklists that I've, I've some of them I've unfortunately sort of built from trial and error or like, oh crap i should have had that on my checklist <laughs> you know um, yeah. there's a lot of value there good old experience right yeah and uh, well I, it sounds like so i do a similar thing i've got there's six sections in our audits first one the first three no first four excuse me are are always there and the last two potentially three are kind of modular depends on if you need them or not the first one is always a small section in an audit about competitor analysis i don't dig as deep as you do in the competitor analysis in an audit process it's more about the client's site and, and online space but i do want to put some competitor analysis stuff in there just to give them an idea where they stand right mm-hmm. uh, then then we've talked about the um art uh, the, our seo is art before on the show authority relevancy and trust being kind of the foundational pieces i break my eye up into those same sections. I have a whole section of analysis points on authority, a whole section of analysis points on relevancy, and a whole section of analysis points on trust. And a lot of the technical stuff gets thrown in that trust. But then I have modules based on individual clients. I have an e-commerce module. If the site's doing e-commerce, here's a whole other list of things you need to look at. Oh my God, that could be one huge part alone. (laughs) Yeah. If the site is tied to a physical location and local search is important, here's a whole other list of things to look at specific to that and so on. So, I'm, I'm trying to, to make it simple, not only for our our tacticians and our strategists that are looking at this information, but you got to think it from this think at it, think about it from the sales side too. When you're talking about what you're going to deliver to a client, you got to make it as easy for them to understand as possible. And that's where I think that art framework comes in handy because everybody understands we need more authority. Everybody understands we need more relevancy, and everybody stands can understand we need more trust. If you tell them, you know, we need more technical. What does that mean, right? <laughs> so, Not a verb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, thank you, thank you. Good, good, some good notes there, and, and that was a nice little tangent. We didn't have that in our notes today, but I thought, what the hell? I'm gonna ask John what he's been up to. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll go back to the notes there for the last two points here. So, um, Google recommends keeping 301 redirects in place for over a year. Now, I wonder why that is. Do you have any thoughts, Sir John? Well, very specifically, John Mueller says it can take six months to a year for Google to fully recognize a site has moved. Kind of and amazing, they, isn't it? Yeah, but but at the same time, when he says site, I'm also betting he says page. He means page. You know, it just I guess it depends on how often a site's being crawled initially, because you know, that has a lot to do with it. If they're not crawling their site, they're not going to see those redirects, and especially if it's a large site. It, we all know that it takes a long time to get all the pages indexed or crawled, if ever, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's interesting. And and I think we also, in my mind, um, we know that 301 redirects degrade over time. So if you put a redirect in place, the redirect will be there forever, but the value that it passes, the, 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 the equity or the link juice or whatever you want to call it that passes, I, I think it degrades over time. Um, and, and I always said about a year, or so I, I guessed right. <laughs> yes. Phew. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> now you got a question here. Um, 
I didn't this, see this. Yeah, this is a question we got. Our, I actually went and looked at our Facebook page, not just our community, to see if there was any questions. And this question showed up in June, and I thought it was a pretty decent one. Seeing how this has actually come around a lot recently, we're starting to see more of this. And the question is basically, have you ever used a custom domain ending or those custom TLDs, something other than .com or .net? Um, and if you, if you found, if you bought .pix or .buy, how does this work? Or thoughts, please. And And I think... Let's take this from two different directions. One, he wants to know how it works, and two, it sounds like he wants to know if it has any impact on his site from a search perspective, right? So the, the first way is simple. You buy it like you buy any other domain. You set it up like you set up any other domain as long as your domain provider has them to sell you, right? I actually have bought – we haven't set it up yet, but I actually bought SEO101.rocks for the show. <laughs> hasn't been set up yet, but we own the domain, right? Um do you agree? I think it's pretty simple. Yeah, very simple. Yeah, I mean, um, we have uh, for a, a partnership. I'm working with another company that does dentals, uh, dental optimization uh, for dentists. Well, and I should say SEO for dentists' websites. And uh, we got first.dentist. Why not? There's no harm in those TLDs. None. Yeah. If anything, it's leveled the playing field by having so many. Google can't yeah. possibly <laughs> just... Well, they can do anything they want, I guess, but they, right. they they don't easily see any reason why they should be against uh, a particular TLD. Yeah, I, I haven't read anything that any particular new TLD is having any negative effects, or Google looks at it any differently. Uh, the The only thing I've seen is that a a dot ABC or XYZ, like ABC dot XYZ, Google even owns that. ABC dot XYZ is the new the, their new alphabet. What is it? What I guess it's their parent company now of Google is called Alphabet, and their domain is abc.xyz. So they've got one of these. I haven't seen anything saying that they treat them any differently than a .com or .net or .edu or .gov. They're all the same. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there you go. I hope that helped you out there. Was it June? That uh, name? No, no, that's when they submitted it. I was oh, actually okay. I was looking for the name when you asked me about this. It was actually Blaine Sword. Ask the question. Well, thank you, Blaine. Appreciate that, and uh, hope that I'll help answer your question. If not, just uh, reply, and and hopefully we will check it. Uh, Facebook, we're not checking that often, so if you want to really get some faster feedback, go to our Google Plus. Yeah, uh, and, and, and just ju- and, and just so you know, Blaine's was the last question we got, and he submitted it in June, so we're not getting too many questions over there, so we don't check that often. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that's it. I guess uh, a final ode again to our dear friend uh, Dana for uh, for being such a wonderful person, and we hope you are well wherever you are and relaxed and enjoying your new life. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I hope you get SEO 101 wherever you are. Yes, yes. We'll be sure to mention you. <laughs> yes. On a regular basis. Right. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, thanks for joining us today. We hope you tune into our next episode, which airs on 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, every Wednesday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody.
This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. The holidays are doubly important this year, so make your celebrations doubly special. At Kroger, we've got a huge selection of high-quality meats on top of fresh, natural produce, like fresh, never-frozen prime-grade beef and our Simple Truth Organic Brussels sprouts, or delicious king crab legs with our private selection gourmet potatoes. Had to say that doubly fast. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.